So for us to get back to that vibrancy, something like Reiki is a wonderful support for that because we're connecting to that life force energy. We're doing healing for ourselves. We are nurturing and taking care of ourselves so that the energy can start to flow through more. So any blocks and resistance that we have start to fall away naturally. Welcome to The Healing Cocoon. I'm Jacoby Gray, soul alignment and success coach and energy healer, which means I can intuit the subtle layers of your energy field to promote ultimate health and well-being. My goal for this podcast is to shed light on the healing journey itself and help you feel more supported as you embark on the process of unpacking your past to consciously create your present and start living the life of your dreams. Through the study of coaching, kinesiology, holographic kinetics, meditation, Reiki, the chakra system, and many other modalities, I've learned how to release the blocks that were holding me back. Now I'd love to help you do the same. By embarking on your own self-healing process, you'll see the world transforming around you in ways you never thought possible. You'll begin to experience more connection clarity, love, fulfillment, synchronicity, and success than you've ever had before. So welcome to the Ascension. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to the Healing Cocoon podcast for another week. I'm super excited, actually, about today's episode because I'm chatting with Thea Anya Nathan, the Reiki master who initiated me into my own Reiki practice back in 2016, which actually was a hugely transformative year in my life. Sadly, one of my best friends um, passed away from ovarian cancer, and after having some incredible Reiki sessions with Thea, I decided to train under her, and after receiving the Reiki attunements, which tend to give you an energetic overhaul so that you can now resonate with and hold the energies of each attunement, I was catapulted into the next chapter of my life. So losing my bestie and... Stepping into Reiki was the magical combination that gave me the resolve to survive my marriage breaking down and also stepping into my own deeper healing path, which ultimately led to my full-blown spiritual awakening and energetic gifts. Throughout all of this, Thea has always been a constant, calming and gentle presence. Whether I was attending her healing circles or trainings or sessions in LA, or even just being on her email list once life took me in other directions, I've always felt supported by her beautiful energy no matter where I am. And I think that's the thing about someone who is such a master of energy. They have an ability to permeate love everywhere they go. And you'll hear in this episode how clear and present Thea is in her communication and her levity. If you feel called to work with her, you most definitely should, and you will find all of her details. Uh, It's her website, which is the best way to contact her in our show notes. Thea is a certified hypnotherapist, rapid transformational therapist, and support coach. She is also the founder of the Reiki Training Institute and has been a certified Reiki master practicing in the US, Europe, and Asia for over 24 years. She is 12th in the direct lineage of Reiki founder, Dr. Yusui, and authorized to initiate others. Her amazing ability to promote healing and transformation sets her apart and makes her one of the most sought-out practitioners in California. Thea is also a trained yoga teacher, death midwife and doula, and meditation teacher. I really hope you enjoy this episode. If Reiki is something you've always wanted to understand what it is and how it works, then this episode is going to whet your appetite. Well, I feel like I've definitely been drawn to the spiritual from from a very, very young age, from early memories of um, being in church and lighting the little candles and praying and feeling a connection to spirit of sorts. And as I grew up, it was kind of molded in the Catholic religion. But as I got older, it moved more into spiritual exploration of, of my own inquiry. The healing the healing modality of Reiki came into my life when I was 27. And I had 
chronic TMJ, which is my, my jaw would actually lock and seize. And I was, uh, I had chronic migraines and I went to see all different kinds of specialists and they really couldn't find anything wrong with me. So I remember somebody saying, well, you've tried everything. How about you just check? Maybe you've got, you know, wisdom teeth coming in or something. So I went to the dentist and he said, no, no wisdom teeth. And he, he looked at me, he said, maybe you're stressed. And I burst into tears and I was like, what do you mean? And because I didn't even really necessarily have a reference for what he was talking about. But as I did some research and took his advice, um, I realized that I was basically very, very stressed and unhappy in my life. And that's when I became, long story short, I became a vegetarian. I did yoga teacher training and I, on the yoga teacher training retreat, there was a lady in the um, living quarters next to me that did Reiki. And she said, can I offer you a Reiki session? I can tell that you're in pain. And I asked what it was. And she just said, it's a hands-on healing modality that helps people's nervous systems calm and just helps them to feel loved and supported. And I said, yes, absolutely. (laughs) And she gave session and I remember inside feeling like a coming home kind of feeling and it didn't take away the pain necessarily but it took away the angst you know like the internal clenching and the suffering loop within my own thinking for a period of time and I was you know through the session and as she finished the session I was like wow you know I want more and I was really lucky because she actually lived in LA. The The training was in Grass Valley, Northern California, and she was from LA. So then I started to go to Reiki circles and receive Reiki and really just loved it and felt my own nervous system calm and healing start to happen on all levels, mental, spiritual, emotional, physical. And, uh, you know, then I moved into doing training. And was that physical, like the TMJ, which I'm guessing is what led to the headaches? Um, Yes. How did you have to heal everything from the inside out before you saw a physical shift or was the physical shift kind of almost immediate as well? You know, it was kind of, it was a a life change. It was all everything changed around the age of 27, which which apparently is very normal because you're going into a Saturn return between 27, Mm -hmm. I think. So yes, everything, everything changed. I left my partner. I changed my job. I started doing yoga. I started doing Reiki. I became a vision. You know, all of those things, um, kind of came about around the same time, but learning to do self Reiki was key because it was something that I could do for my own self. I didn't have to rely on somebody else or make appointments with people. It was my own connection to this loving energy that always flowed through my hands whenever I, you know, said my invocation prayer. And it was something that I could do for my own self. So I was receiving sessions maybe for like two or three months and I was noticing a big difference. And then once I learned how to do it on myself and I was practicing regularly, it was months and months later that a friend at work said, you know, you seem like you're feeling better. Are you still having those headaches? And I was like, wow, no, I haven't had a headache in, I mean, yes, I feel great. I haven't had a headache in months. And and I couldn't actually remember or pinpoint when that shift had happened. I just knew physically I was feeling better and I was doing Reiki for myself regularly. And I really, you know, maybe I've had a, a few headaches, you know, within those years, but not to the degree of having a migraine or having the jaw, you know, tighten to the point of not being able to open my mouth, it all subsided. So that was really like, it was such a key thing for me to be able to to support my own self. Mm. So. And I think that's something that is really nice to share with the listeners is that a lot of people will think, oh, well, I'm doing Reiki to become a Reiki healer or a Reiki master, but actually you can just do Reiki one and become a self healer. Yes, yes. And now over the years, I've, you know, I teach now. So some schools, they teach first degree and second degree in two separate classes. I'm still traditional in the fact that I teach first degree and then they have to be first degree for three months before they do second degree. And I really, really focus on self-practice. 
in first degree, you do learn how to work with others, but it's not the main focus. The main focus is, so each student that comes to me, I help them create a, a solid foundation of self-practice. So they usually have four Reiki sessions with me, then they can do the training. And then after the first day of the first class, they have to be doing self-Reiki for 21 days and they note down their experiences. And then after the 21 days, they come and we meet and they tell me how, what's their experience has been like. And then I actually added that they give me a Reiki session and then they get the certification. So I can really see and support them to the best of my ability. Now for people that are not within LA, some people fly in to do the last part of the training, but I can do it distance through COVID. I, I adapted it. So it's actually equally as effective. I never thought I would do it distance. <laughs> you know, the opportunity was presented and some, some of my students I've never actually met in person, but they're doing Reiki for themselves and Reiki for other people. So this it's is wonderful. all coming back to me now because I think I studied with you. I did my first and second degree back in 2016. We were just talking about it before we pressed record. And I now I'm remembering that I had to do Reiki on you. And I think I was really nervous. And I was like, oh, will, will I have any heat in my hands? Will she feel anything? But I passed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? After all these years. So, so I got into Reiki in 1997. And then the I spent. Oh, gee, wow! Original gangster Reiki yeah. master. <laughs> so, and then I did my, I, you know, I did two years of self practice and teach, you know, learning along the way, and um, then I started teaching in 1999. So it's 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 kind of grown with me. And I always said to people, I didn't really have a Reiki master that was really supporting me. It was like you know they did the attunement and then they said, okay, off you go, and. Um, so I always felt like Reiki was my Reiki master. I mean, I fell in love with it. I did it constantly on myself. You know, Reiki helped me with the symptoms that I had. And then I started supporting other people. So how I teach is that people become um, really connected with Reiki themselves so that Reiki becomes their Reiki master and they can really establish that relationship with themselves. And when I have people come and work on me, usually people are a little nervous, but I always say to them, I'm the first person they do a full session for. So I can support them and encourage them, uh, you know, tie up any loose ends that maybe they missed from the training so that by the end of that first degree, they feel confident in their own self-practice. And if they chose to work on somebody else, they would feel confident in that also. And because they've worked on me then, because I'm used to Reiki, you know, my body loves Reiki. So even if they feel like they're not feeling it so much in their own hands, once they put their hands on me, I'm like a Reiki sponge. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be coming through them. And then that's very validating for them too. It gives them more confidence to go out and share it with others if they choose to. Yeah. And did you um, become, did you do one, two, and then become a master immediately? Or did you sit with one and two for a while before you then stepped up to be able to teach and do master? Yeah. So for me, it was over a period of two years. And I just went slow and steady because I had no intention of being a Reiki master. It was something that I found, it was a spiritual connection. And it was, a, you know, a self healing connection, which I loved. So I just went slow and steady through my own training. And, it, you know, I remember with my Reiki master, you know, she, she told me that she was doing the Reiki master training when it was going to be. And I said, oh, no, that's not for me. I'm, I'm not, not going to do that. And then I woke up the morning of the training, like bolt upright, like, oh, my gosh, I have to go to the training. And I called her and I said, you know, is it OK if I come? And she said, oh, yeah, I knew you were coming all along. <laughs> <laughs> before I knew and even wow. when I did Reiki master training I was still I don't I'm not really sure that I'm gonna really mm. pursue it it's just you know it's just I'm doing the next indicated thing it's like okay now I'm doing Reiki master training and and uh, but I, I didn't really take it up as in professionally again for quite a long time after that mm. it was more like you know I, I would do it for myself and I'd share it with close friends it, it wasn't until Gosh, I don't even know when it was. Um, I'd have to really think about it. it was, actually, I, I have um, I have a spiritual teacher, and he was the one that 
he basically said, you know, this is a, this is a gift from the universe. This is a gift from God. You know, share it. You're you're good at it. You're gifted. You know, share it. And um, he said, you know, no more giving out these little black and white photocopies for people. You know, you have to you have to make manuals. I, I pulled them out just in case. So you know, so then I made my own my my own Reiki manual and Reiki master, and I it was a lot of sweat and tears because I had to push up against. I don't know that I'm good enough to do this. I don't know if I have the skill set for it to make these manuals, to really present it as a teaching, you know, from my own self. Um, but with his encouragement and persistence and Reiki's loving guidance, I, I did it. Incredible. Yeah. And <laughs> I really love your process, it was right for me because when I did Reiki 2, that's when you get the symbols of, um, yeah. which one is it? The symbol for cleaning out the past or something? Yeah, yes. This, uh, yes. this So three different ones. Yeah, we, I don't usually say them unless people well, yes, are in the Yes, yes. Well, the reason why, the only reason I wanted to say it is because I am so glad that I didn't do one and two at the same time because when I was, um, when I received that symbol, literally my life fell apart <laughs> I got like a clean out on all levels I you know my marriage broke down I moved to Bali like I mean it was obviously coming but it was the the power of that energy flowing through me that gave me the ability well I didn't have a choice anymore I had to step forward yeah so yeah I see, I see each of the attunement. So the attunement is when you're initiated to the different levels. So there's an attunement for first degree. And I usually say people are first degree for about three months. And then if they choose to do second degree, I have them have worked on people, at least 10 people. Mm -hmm. And then do second degree. Yes. Second degree is, is quite something, which is all the levels. And, and also just to be clear for the audience, you can stay at first degree, work on yourself and work on others. And that's perfectly fine. To me, Reiki, the, the, going through Reiki training is a spiritual journey. It's not a quick thing it's because you're, like you say, you know, everything mm -hmm. can change. So with second degree, you learn three symbols. One is to help enhance the energy. One is for clearing and one is to do distance healing. And, and that is like a Shakti part or a, a spiritual energy transmission that comes through your whole system. So it takes time to integrate that. For some people, they go through the training maybe a little bit more quickly than somebody else, but Reiki knows best. And for some people, it's a big clear out, especially if there's a, you know, if they're, if they're a person that really wants to live in their own integrity and, and be their own spiritual full self, if they're not in that path, if they're not on that path, Reiki will help you come onto that path. And sometimes it is big, like in your situation, sometimes maybe not as, as big. Yeah, <laughs> not, quite... to, not to scare everybody. I mean, I think that was, that was part of my, you know, that was part of my journey and it was needing to happen. And Reiki, yeah, gave me the, the energies and the support to do it and the kick in the butt. But, um, <laughs> but for other people, yeah, it doesn't, it's not going to be necessarily a life-changing event. People shouldn't be afraid of it is what I'm trying to say. Yes. <laughs> I mean, really, it's a very, you know, it's a very gentle, the energy itself is just so beautiful and so gentle and so supportive. And I feel like with that, when we're bringing that in, um, whatever's not in alignment with that starts to fall away. So mm -hmm. some people, you know, they might say, well, things break down, but I always say, well, you know what, look at it as things broke through, you know, you, you broke through something that wasn't serving you anymore. And, you know, pretty much everybody that I speak to and I say, in hindsight, would you have it any different? And then they were, they're, they're like, no, I'm so, so grateful that that change happened. It's always for the best. You might not see it straight away, but it's always for the best. Mm. And there's, I think there's the other thing I appreciated about your training is I think there's the, the five symbols. And I think one of them is often retained and only given to people when they study to become a master. Yeah. But that was something like you in the initial, in the beginning of your journey was something I was like, oh, well, I don't want to teach Reiki. I don't want to become a master. I just want to do Reiki on myself and on my friends and family. And mm -hmm. I appreciated that because a master is a commitment and it's a much bigger yep. financial commitment than the other levels. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that because I feel like that energetic exchange of you laying down a big financial output means you're really stepping into this with, um, 
integrity and and a solid desire behind wanting to become a master but I feel like in other trainings where they reserve a symbol only for a master people are kind of forced to do it and I don't think that's the right intention behind becoming a master yeah yeah so so for me in meditation it came to me in meditation one time to separate uh, what was called third degree which originally third degree and Reiki master were the same Mm -hmm. so I separated them into two so yes you can do third degree and you can learn the last two reiki symbols and you can use them you can use one of them in sessions when really guided to do so and that is the reiki master symbol it's usually only for giving the actual attunement or the shakti part the energy that opens up the person to be in a channel for reiki but what i found was that that symbol was just so powerful and, and it's just such a beautiful beautiful symbol for people to use on the by themselves for self-care and for their clients. And that was came to me in meditation very clearly. And then if people chose to do Reiki Master, that's more of a commitment. You know, it's over a six-week period. There's a lot more involved. Um, there's different homework and requirements that I ask as I'm guiding you along the way. And yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a commitment. There's a karmic commitment. There's an energetic commitment. You're saying to the universe, yes, I'm willing to, you know, teach a healing modality. And, you know, I, I, in, in a lot of schools, you can go and you can do Reiki master training. And, and like, you know, like you said, you can, it's, it's just a piece of paper, you know, it's not necessarily that they've gone through the whole process and now they, they're actually saying, yes, I'm willing to, you know, be a Reiki master. And then, and in that, Reiki master training that's when I teach the the uh, the practitioner how to be a Reiki master mm-hmm. how to hold circles how to hold space how to develop more of a skill set in when things go beyond Reiki because for me at a certain point things went way beyond Reiki you know the other modalities that I use are under the umbrella of Reiki but I I also I called it timeline Reiki because in these Reiki sessions, we started to go back into childhood situations and, and, and bring healing to, you know, childhood wounds. And then, you know, then we started going back into past lives or into ancestor healing. So it just developed from there. And that was really fascinating and incredible. Yes, I love that you've brought that up. And I was when I was looking at your website before I saw Timeline Reiki and I was like, oh, what's that? But I I love that because for me that happened when I during 2020 when I started doing distance Reiki because like you, I was like, oh, well, I, I've never done this before, but I want to do something. I was isolating completely alone because I lived on my own and I thought, let me just help some people. And I shot out a message on Instagram and said, Hey, I'd love to do some distance Reiki. And 30 people wrote back to me. And suddenly I did 30 distance sessions in the space of two weeks. But it was, that was when a whole other skill set came online. And I was like, Whoa, I don't know what this is. And so for me, I termed it quantum healing because I was working, I was somewhere else at that point. And it's interesting then because when I do do hands on now, um, I haven't quite figured out how to bring those two worlds together. So my hands on is still a very hands on mm-hmm. application, which is really beautiful because I just love being in that space and holding that energy for people um it's starting to connect but as you're saying it's it's a journey isn't it what opens up as a result of um learning how to respect the energy and also having the courage to um step into it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean for for me it just i just started getting a lot of guidance with the hands-on sessions Um, in how to create a safe space to basically journey, you know, Mm. within the quantum field, within, within, yeah. Some people call it the astral plane. Some people call it the quantum field. You know, some people it's um, tapping into the Akashic records. You know, there's many different names for it. But for me, it was just very simple. You know, it was still within the Reiki realm of I'm doing Reiki on the person and I would just guide them in a meditation so that they felt within themselves they were in a safe place to journey. Mm. So um, 
yeah, you can do it distance wise and you can do it hands on. So I'm kind of excited. I want to I want to invite you to, you know, connect with me again, because I would love to share, you know, some of the other things that have come to me that have been so helpful in mm-hmm. incorporating Reiki with this element of going beyond space and time. And, and in second degree, you know, there is the symbol that takes us beyond space and time uh, to be able to do healing work. And I feel like I've been supported through Reiki and kind of guided by the guides of how to structure it so that it's very safe and gentle and healing and not triggering in any way, not recreating any trauma. It's a safe place for the for the person to uh, tap into their own resources for, for for deeper healing. I mean, ancestor healing, past life healing, all of those mm. things are, are possible within the umbrella of Reiki, which is keeps it very safe and clean and very pure. Mm, so beautiful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'll be connecting with you again <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> I'm interrupting this awesome chat to tell you about one of my all time favorite creations, the chakra meditations, a potent combination of yoga nidra, binaural beats and the chakra system. These meditations are designed to guide you into a deep state of relaxation where your nervous system can totally decompress and create the space for healing. I took my time crafting these meditation scripts because I wanted to make sure they resonated with every ounce of truth, transformation and light I could hold. Each individual meditation addresses the specific attributes of each chakra and has a soundscape composed by source vibrations that is attuned to the frequency of each chakra as well. So from the main root aspects of prosperity, grounding and belonging, all the way up to the bliss, self-reflection and enlightenment of the crown chakra, Each meditation is going to take you on an intricately curated journey to energetic freedom. You can download them via the link in the show notes of this episode or on our website, urbanascension.co. That's C-O, not .com, urbanascension.co under the chakra banner. So what has been, do you have a sort of a defining moment? I mean, I feel like with Reiki, everybody that you work with always, even if they don't have sort of some intergalactic experience, will always feel profoundly at peace by the end of the session. And they will always feel like they've come home to themselves. But in Mm -hmm. your extensive Reiki career, is there one or two instances that stand out as being just such a profound um, experience for a client that you could share with us? Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, hundreds, Mm. you know, I was thinking before we spoke, it's like, I wonder how many people, you know, I've actually shared Reiki with. And I was like, you know, it's probably 1500 to 2000 people in all these years, you know, it's a lot of people Mm. and it's like every, every, Everyone, as you know, you know, every session is unique. And I think some of the most profound ones are the very still and quiet ones, you know, like the traditional Reiki, as I call it, which is the hands-on, not really a lot of dialogue and the hands-on going into the person. I've had, you know, I remember one lady, you know, just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and just saying that, you know, as I was holding her hand, her mother who had passed away was, was me. I I became her mother in that time and she got messages and insight from me just holding her hand. That was before doing any journey work or visiting, you know, people from the beyond. So the purity and the sweetness of of those sessions is just so much love is coming into the person that whatever healing is appropriate for them is is, is happening for them. And it can be in one session, it could be in a series of sessions. And then, you know, a lot of the, I, I was in a lift car, you know, getting a lift home one time and the lady in the, in the, who was driving looked at me and she said, she looked at me in the back and said, do you do healing work? And I said, yes, yes, I do actually. And I gave her my card and she said, something's telling me I have to come and see you. And she said, you know, I've worked with people for many years on this particular issue and I, I really haven't found any relief, but for whatever reason, I feel you can help me. 
and she had been very, very severely sexually abused at the age of between six and nine. And it was with her, with her stepfather. And she came and we did Reiki and I led her in this way now of connecting people to a safe inner meditative space within themselves. And we went back. So when, when we go back, we, we go back as the adult and we usually bring a guardian, a spiritual mm-hmm. friend. And I guide them. They've, they've got their eyes closed and I guide them back through imagery so that the adult is standing with the child and the guardian is there also. And then I just offer little suggestions. And, okay, very long story short, um, we, we, we brought the little girl. She brought the little girl with her. The adult was able to speak to the abuser. And then in my mind's eye, I just said, um, I see p- a police car coming. Does that, what do you see? And she went, oh. She said, just as you said that, I saw it. So she has her eyes closed within the imagery. And she said the police came and they handcuffed the stepfather and they took him away. And on the table, I saw her, her whole body, she, she inhaled this deep inhale and she exhaled. And it was like this weight just lifted out of her energy field. Mm. And then, you know, she continued to talk. And I said, you know, how are you feeling? And she said, something just left my body. Some, some heaviness left my body. And then I got another image and um, I said, I can see these big diggers, big, you know, like big, I don't know, machinery digging this big hole. And um, she started to cry and she said, oh yeah, he died in prison and they're going, we need to bury him. And in her mind's eye, they brought out a coffin and they buried him and put all the soil on him. And then she let out again this huge, big sigh. And she started to kind of cry and laugh and cry and laugh. And we did more integration with the inner child, bringing her into the the lady's life of now, which yeah. then was before COVID, and integrating all of that. And she called me two days later and just said how amazing she felt. And she said she got a call from her um a a relative that said because the stepdad was somewhat still around she didn't have anything Mm -hmm. to do but he he was a chauffeur and he'd driven somebody out to joshua tree and around three o'clock which was when we were doing the session his car broke down and he was stranded out in joshua tree for six hours in the heat of the sun in the you know mid of you know Mm -hmm. like afternoon and she just said i don't know no one will ever understand she said but to me that was confirmation that something happened, you know, in our session. I feel it. I know it. She said, but for that to play out in the material world, Mm -hmm. that at that time, we had our session at 2.30 and at 3, he was buried and that he was, you know, his car broke down. stranded in the heat, in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I have a lot of that happen too, where the work Mm -hmm. they've done on the inside is reflected by something in in their physical reality that they know means healing for them. Because in doctors, exactly. when, you, when, you, when you have a physical illness, you know, the doctor can say you're well, but only you know if healing has really happened inside of you. And, and so that was, a, that was one That's, of the stories. Yeah, Amen. one of many, many stories. That is so beautiful. So there's so much that I want to, I definitely want to talk about rapid resolution technique, um, but I think I'd love to just, for the people listening, what is a simple definition of Reiki? People understand Mm -hmm. it's energy healing, but what exactly is it? Yeah. So the translation of Reiki is universal life force energy. Um, Ki means the energy part. So, excuse me. So in India, energy is called prana. Um, in China, it's chi. We've all heard of qigong, mo- moving the chi. So in Japanese, reiki, ki is the aspect of energy. So for, from my understanding, that energy is keeping all of us alive. You know, it's the life force within us. It's, you know, our hair, helping our hair grow, our skin, our organs moving and uh, pumping blood around our body. That is the energy, chi, ki. With Reiki, what we're doing is we, we're, we're calling in 
um, and connecting to that in a very pure, pure way. Because as we grow, we put up blocks and barriers to that flow of energy. We might become stressed or we're depleted or we're carrying burdens from the past. And it stops that life force energy from flowing through and keeping us healthy and vital and vibrant. So for us to get back to that vibrancy, something like Reiki is a wonderful support for that because we're connecting to that life force energy. We're doing healing for ourselves. We are nurturing and taking care of ourselves so that the energy can start to flow through more. So any blocks and resistance that we have start to fall away naturally. I always add with grace and ease, it doesn't need to be a big, huge shift or, or, or a big emotional outbreak of sorts it can be with grace and ease and so so yeah i mean some people that really have no understanding i don't know if the acupuncture world would would agree with me but my one acupuncture friend says it's okay to say it that it's like acupuncture without needles because mm -hmm. essentially doing the same thing is balancing the life force energy within us it's balancing the chakras the meridians the nadis the organs and anything that's blocked and stagnant when loving energy comes in in a very gentle way it's helping to align us with that wonderful life force energy that is accessible to all of us all of the time um, you know just through life's conditions we've we've either forgot or we've had trauma uh, that's kind of burdened us and that kind of stops the flow of that energy coming through so it's a balancing harmonizing beautiful energy mm, it's so gentle and yeah. if nothing else you fall into the deepest sleep you've ever <laughs> fallen into <laughs> yeah i do it every night i do it every night before i go to mm. bed and then I get up and use the bathroom i come back and i start over again and i'll that's do it how you come that's actually a great um technique and reminder for me i've got this thing where i'm waking up at four o'clock every morning self-reiki as a way of just calming the nervous system which calms the mind and takes you back into sleep mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you know it's something about the the calming the nervous system aspect i think is really key because as the energy comes through and your nervous system calms the more sensitive you get the more you'll feel your nervous system calm i mean i feel it through my spine i feel mm -hmm. my spine will start to open and soften and relax and a doctor friend of mine said, oh, yeah, well, that's when the parasympathetic nervous system kicks in. And that's when healing happens. You know, usually it can happen when we're deepest, deep asleep, our body's rejuvenating. Uh, but often now with, with our lives, how it is so fast paced, we're not necessarily rejuvenating even within our sleep. So by accessing Reiki, we're supporting rest and digest. We're helping the parasympathetic nervous system to kind of move into healing and nourishing, replenishing us. And all we all we have to do is just, you know, place our hands on, on our body and, and let it happen. You know, it's, it's you, the more of an empty vessel you are for the energy to flow, the more you receive for self-healing and when we're working with others. So it's a win-win. And even when, you know, even I want to put it in there too for the audience is that when you're a, a, a Reiki practitioner and you're working on others, you're still receiving. It's not depleting our energy as a practitioner. Yes, it's you're not giving your energy. You're just a vessel and therefore receiving as well a, a deep healing. Yeah. Mm, I always feel so grounded and present and calm after I've given a session. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, was, I mean, I did a lot of hands-on sessions before before COVID, and I adapted now between online and you know hands-on. And I remember when COVID hit, so I was like, I was like calling up friends, like anybody, Reiki, Reiki, anyone, anyone want Reiki? Yeah. You're like, I, was I so, want to get that hit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa. I mean, it was good because I was then I was like, okay, you just got to do more Reiki for yourself, and then I adapted more, you know, the distance healing work. But it was quite a shock to the system to not be in that space, you know, three, four hours a day, it was, mm -hmm. um, it I had to change gears a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. your healing journey has obviously evolved as you've been talking us through and a more recent technique that you have added to your toolkit is mm -hmm. rapid resolution technique, RRT. 
this it's is something actually, I like I like what you're saying but it's rapid transformational therapy oh RTT <laughs> well, it's maybe I am am I thinking of something else then who's the founder who's the was this created Marissa. by a man no no actually this was created by a woman Marissa Peer an English woman oh do you know what I there is something called rapid resolution technique which I was just introduced to in oh. December and I think I got it confused when I saw the RTT on your website. Okay, well, this is something I know nothing about. So please <laughs> tell me everything. <laughs> so, yeah, rapid transformational therapy is it's a combination of uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's hypnotherapy. It's a, it's a wonderful technique of if someone's really, really ready for a deep change, if they're noticing like a repeating pattern or even with an illness, something that they're just, you know, they keep revisiting and they are really, really ready for resolution and change. It's an incredible technique to really, really dive in. We use hypnosis. Uh, some people have, you know, a, a, fuzzy idea what a hypnosis is it's not about being on the stage and being a chicken you know it's like that yeah. you're not it's hypnosis is you know what it's um it's an underappreciated technique for real real deep healing work mm-hmm. and it's using hypnotherapy so you drop out of the critical thinking mind which is actually very similar to to how we do reiki and you drop out of the thinking mind into that more peaceful place and whatever the issue is, we, we go back to specific scenes and bring understanding to those scenes related to finding the core belief because our core beliefs are in the subconscious. So we can potentially grow a lot within our life, but we're repeating negative patterns. And we're like, how come I've got no money again? Or how come I'm in a crazy relationship again? It's often because the core beliefs that have been established in childhood form a blueprint and they keep repeating until we find the root, the reason and the cause of whatever the troubled issue is. So it's a way of going deep, deep in and, and finding where the trauma is and bringing healing to that trauma and basically helping the person see that they made that belief of I'm not good enough. I don't deserve whatever. I don't fit in. I don't belong. There's actually only a few very core, core beliefs that yeah. often we're living with. So we go back and we see that, oh, that was my child mind that came up with that because I couldn't blame my parents or caregivers because they're my you know, mode of survival. Therefore, I internalized it as I must be bad or I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable. And I see I made that with a child's mind and that's not who I am today. So we go back and we're like, huh, well, that's not me anymore. And we bring that child into today's reality and show the child where you live now. And then within that, with the, in, within the rapid transformational uh, session, then I make a personalized recording, which then helps upgrade the thinking and all the insights and our hormones moments that they've had from the session. So it's very powerful. And yeah, it's, it's really incredible. Oh, now to me, it's, it's actually an added addition to what I'd already been doing with timeline Reiki mm-hmm. gave me tools and some more insights. So it can happen. Really healing can happen in the two avenues, whether it's with Reiki or with RTT but they're both beautiful ways to really, really make some big changes in your life, you know, and, and release some of that old stuff that you just don't need to keep repeating. Mm. And so for just as an example, someone struggling with severe anxiety, which mm-hmm. may, there may not even be an understanding of how that was created or the why, is that something hypn- hypnosis or hypnotherapy can help you uncover? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I've seen, I've seen, and even, you know, through my training, I saw, you know, different tendencies and patterns still within my own self, you know, that I, that I got to the root and the reason and the cause of what that behavior was about. So, so yes, it is, it's, it's very targeted to, we try to focus in on one particular issue to address, but sometimes there's a few more linked in, but yes. So you go back. So basically we ask your subconscious mind, 
So the subconscious mind is like a, it's a video recorder that's been recording actually not just through this lifetime, but many lifetimes, mm-hmm. but it's well, this lifetime for now. So for instance, um, I had a client who was, had weight issues and she had been struggling with weight issues, which was bringing anxiety and all these other layers of different things. And, but she couldn't shed the weight and she was, you know, she would be anxious and, you know, there was just layers and layers. So we went back to different memories, the core memory where the belief pattern was formed was when she, we went back to a memory and I said, you know, where are you? Are you inside or outside? She said, I'm inside. And I said, tell me what you see, hear and feel. And she said, I see two people standing above me. I'm feeling afraid. And, and I said, you know, what's going on? What can you hear? And she said, the doctors are saying, if she doesn't get bigger, she's going to die. She has to put weight on or she's going to die. She's so little, she's not going to survive. Wow. In her subconscious, that created this blueprint of she has to be bigger or she's not going to survive. So it's not a logical thing within the brain. So she's been on diet. diet. Yeah. So she was like a premature baby and... And but I mean that's just showing you we are literally already our brains are already operating you know pre-birth you know in the womb but like immediately we're absorbing the world around us. Yeah, yeah. So then that was her blueprint. So you know years later when she was struggling with anxiety and depression and eating disorders and all these things and she's tried so many different things and nothing's really helping to resolve it. Going back to that memory was like a light bulb moment of wow you know so then you've pinpointed it you found the root the reason and the cause for all of this baggage of you know trauma that this lady's living with so then once she's seen that i mean that in itself is profoundly healing but then we there's other scenes too that we piece together and and we help the you know we help the the client piece them together for their own selves why would these memories of the past be affecting and um producing this issue so they put the pieces together they fill in the dots mm-hmm. and then we just flip it around you know in the you know um through this realization you now know that you are not a premature baby you know a few weeks old in the hospital anymore and we release that past and all those memories and then we then i make a recording that specifically helps to empower her you know you are enough onto yourself you deserve love you deserve happiness um you know and and i would weave in certain components of you know you 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 find immense pleasure from feeling your your clothing get looser and looser because mm-hmm. now you're living your full potential and the rest of your life is the best of your life and and I'll weave in her insights I'm taking down her own insights to weave into that recording and also with that prior to the session you speak to the person to ask what would be your best case scenario for the outcome you know well I would have be able to be in a size whatever and I would be able to, I'd feel more confident dating or whatever it is. And then I would weave that into the recording. So the recording that they listen to is a personalized, very profound and positive audio that then they listen to for 14, uh, 14 20, 20, 21 days, ideally. Mm-hmm. That helps to upgrade the thinking. So that the blueprint that the life was built up like a, you know, like a deck of cards, kind of a little castle of cards. It just fell down. Mm. Well, you take, you rip out the foundation and then everything else loosens and, and frees itself. And that's the thing I think people don't realize is healing can be as easy as bringing into the consciousness, what has been unconsciously driving your life. And the second you're conscious of it, you you can let it go like that's 90 percent mm-hmm. of the work and the other 10 percent is the actual integration then on the physical plane yes, and you, it's kind of like maintenance yeah mm, living out your new or, or, or giving yourself at that point once you clear an old belief pattern you can then create the new one which is what it sounds like these these tapes or recordings are that you give them 
That sounds incredible. And is that something that you can do um, online or do people come and see you in person for that? You know, with that one, um, actually with both, I so the whole Reiki package can be done online. Mm. Uh, although people are close, they, you know, they can obviously do it in person. With the RTT, I only do it online. Great. Okay. Because, That's fantastic. Yeah. Because it's all, there's a lot behind the scenes, you know, they're laying down with their eyes closed, but I'm, I'm taking notes, you know, I'm pulling up different things that, that with, with their issue to address their issue, you know, from my training, there's, there's a lot of different things. So it's not like regular hypnosis where there's, there's a, um, like there's a the script that's already been written. I'm, I'm creating your audio while in session. So I have the bare bones of it, the skeleton structure of the script that I'm going to make the recording from. But during the session, I'm pulling out key things that you say, or, you know, it's like, you know, like there may be an aha moment of um, when they, when they meet their little inner child, they might say, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so beautiful. I'm so, I'm just so sweet. Oh my gosh. And I'll say, you know, the sweetness and the innocence that you have alive in you today so it's so handpicked so that when you're listening to it, the, the, you know, the integration is happening while you, while you continue to listen and your DNA, I feel like your whole DNA, everything is shifting because that's not who you are anymore. Mm. So yeah. it's not, it, it can be a letting go, but, but often with the real profound healing, it's not even a letting go. It's like, it's, it's just, it's gone. Mm. So it's a whole new, whole new life. Wow. This is incredible. And people don't even need to leave their homes to have a transformational experience. I love that. Mm -hmm. We're going to link your website and everything about you in our show notes. So everyone can jump online and, and um, reach out to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I have absolutely loved reconnecting with you. And now I just feel like I want to go and do Reiki. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that I have the two because it's like, you know, people that do RTT, you know, sometimes they finish their package and then I'll say, you know what, how about learning Reiki so that you have another aspect of self-care? Because we all need a lot of aspects of self-care. People that do the Reiki training, I can see maybe there's something else that maybe we could address and, and do the audio. Then I'll say, how about you hop over here and try uh, RTT? So I feel like I've got a, a good platform of, of wonderful modalities to support people in there in their own healing journey. It's their journey. I'm just holding their hand a little bit along the way. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep going on what can sometimes be a tough road to inner peace and true happiness. If you want to dive deeper into what we talked about today, go to thehealingcocoon.co for show notes and all things personal growth. And don't forget, if you're loving The Healing Cocoon, then put that love into action and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. And until next time, my friends, let's rise and shine together.